<laughs> right, enough of that, folks. We are back. And this is episode 37. And funnily enough, eh, it's our official or unofficial anniversary. Um, which is a good effort, to be fair, for a sort of thrown together... Eh, Willie and Ellie podcast. Mince, mincemeat Doug's dinner of a podcast. Aye, I think we've done all right. Yeah, we've done fine. So this isn't a, it's not a highlights show. It's not a highlights reel of the past year. We're just no, uh, just merely staying. No, because that that would be embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure we've come a long way since the first episode. Um, we've got tunes and everything now, so uh, pretty grown up. But um. As I say, nah, nice to, to make it a year, and uh, we've got some some good, fun topics coming up, uh, as well with maybe a couple of things a wee bit different that we don't talk about every week, so uh, that's the way it goes, but um, it was another a good weekend for Clan, and we're starting to uh, kind of get into a habit of having good weekends. We are indeed, yeah. Uh... Obviously, only, only the one game, but um, took the chance, got the two points, and that's all you can really ask for. Yep, uh, Nottingham it was on Saturday, and I think going into it, we both fancied uh, being able to to turn them over, and so it proved 4-1 in the end. Uh, and it was, I thought, all in all, it was quite an entertaining game. Um did you think it was as well, other than obviously the, the huge delay that we'll come to, but I thought it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, I agree, I thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. Uh quite a lot of end to end stuff. I thought Nottingham played quite physical as well. That sort of gave us a uh, a reason to up our game as well. Um but the the guys did it. Uh played really well throughout. I can't really think of uh, anyone that's uh, underperformed I don't think it was anything like that obviously we were still missing uh, Tyson Wilson at the back and, and Matt Cowlett being away on uh, GBJ but <clears throat> no the guys played well and obviously we've seen Tansky drop back uh, into the D before and obviously did the same again and uh, didn't look out of place at all I think Tansky's been brilliant I think he's been He's, he's not really uh, a guy who's maybe at the start his contribution was sort of underrated a bit but now I think people are really starting to notice him I think he's he's done really well and when he started that role with the, the guys on the fourth line I thought he was good and he's, he plays defence solidly as well um, he's a real kind of effort player I think you're always going to get get that from so Rarely lets you down. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those guys. He can play sort of anywhere. He's willing to play anywhere for the team, and that's that's good to have. Um, obviously, he can he can slot back into the D as well, which is which is handy. Um, yeah, just it's really pleasing to see. Um, just basically everybody's playing uh, playing really well at the minute. So. Um, can it? I mean, there's nothing really to complain about. Even even Rumpel's pulling off some world class saves and all that as well. So. Yeah, no, he's 
he really, I think probably, uh, albeit he's had a couple of games where he's only conceded once, I think that was, well I've not seen them all, but I think that was probably the game in which I was most impressed with him. Uh, the first goal, I mean Nottingham scored 14 minutes in, John Rowe, uh, it was quite, quite a nice wee goal. Um, came inside and not really much Rumpel could do uh, but I thought other than that he was he was really solid and then of course the unbelievable save that's been all over social media uh, yeah. I don't know what the score was at the time 2-1 maybe 3 uh, but he's a huge bounce off the plexiglass at the back and then he just lays down and hopes for the best and it, it goes in his glove. I, I don't think it's it's one of those that he's, you know, he's judged it. I think he's just tried to make himself as big as he can and it, it was a great save because that, that would have made a made a difference. If it did go 2-2, then you never know, but a uh, huge moment. Yeah, definitely. I think we were maybe 3-1 up at that point. Um, but even then, you know, if, if we can see that then it's... Uh, you're looking at the way that the team have been recently and the kind of games that they've been losing. They've been games where we've been in front and, and losing two or three goals in quick succession. So that was uh, good to see a, a big a big save there. And I think that, that gave the team confidence as well to just uh, kick on and get the, get the win. Yeah, absolutely. Um in the actual game, I mean, it, it took us until three minutes into the second to, to get past Munson. I thought Munson had looked quite good up till that point. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> thinking we weren't gonna we weren't gonna get past him, but you start to wonder. Uh, we had a few quite good chances in the first period, uh, and uh, couldn't get anything past him. But Pitt tucked away a, a rebound. I think it was an Earhart shot and maybe sort of bounced around but that got us back to 2-1-1 and then from then I think we really kicked on Doucette's goal was a, a really well worked 3 on 2 uh, and when he gets into those areas just in front of the goal you know he's he's pretty much 99% of the time finding the net and he did yeah he did he, he missed a chance uh, in the first period maybe uh, I think I'd mentioned it to you on the night, but uh, obviously took his chance then. That was a that was a lovely finish as well for his first goal. So that was uh, good to see him finally getting a goal at home as well, and then obviously getting the getting his second and, and our third on the power play at the start of the third period. Um, yeah, I mean his his contribution as well has been good, even though he's he's not maybe got as many goals as he would want. Uh, we are sort of sharing the scoring and I think uh, Doucette with Connolly and Peacock at the moment are playing together uh, and they've looked they've looked pretty good. Obviously there was the incident in the first period I think where Hansen went off. I'd said to you that it looked from the highlights that he got a stick to the hand or wrist. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet but uh, he he basically didn't take any further part in the game I don't think after that so it was a bit of a shuffle round uh, in terms of the, the Bierum line but I don't think it as good as Hansen's been I don't think it it made us look any worse if you know what I mean uh, yeah no definitely I think uh, 
I think Bjorn can slow in uh, on any line as well. I think he was he was playing with uh, Pitt and Beck, I think, at one point. Um, and just kind of moving moving the lines about and just allowing guys to get a rest as well. Um, but it is good. We've got we've got that kind of team now that they can just sort of move players in and out of lines and it doesn't really upset anything too much. And that's kind of the way that, that Cardiff would kind of try to be or try to build their team around that kind of model recently and it's hopefully I mean it's, it's paying off just now for us so yeah there was a, a really classic Stupka moment as well I remember in the <laughs> second period where he, he was about 10 or 15 yards behind the two Panthers players and he, he got he got there before them I, I think he's the he's the new roadrunner Um I mean, I remember Brendan Brooks was fast, but I think Stupka just seems even more agile. Uh, obviously, he's he's a bit younger, but um, I think he's definitely come back on to game, Stupka. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, when he when he came in, he was on a trial and he sat at the ground running. Obviously, got that that permanent deal out of it, uh, and then he kind of sort of tailed off a wee bit. But he's he's definitely finding his form again. Uh, Thing on the score sheet on Saturday, but his his work his work ethic and uh, just sort of all round play was was excellent. I thought. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, the big talking point, I guess, in the game came at the start of the third period. Before, well, before the start of the third period, uh, <laughs> when it became apparent that there was an issue with the ice at uh, Munson. Munson's crease, I think, from all accounts, it was a bit of a, a chunk out it or whatever, uh, and it took. I, I don't know. I didn't record the the actual time, but it must have been a good half an hour at least. I think uh, delay the players went off and then came back on and they phoned the league and stuff, and you saw about ten fire extinguishers and pesticide spray trying to fix it. Uh, eventually they got going which is good because it would have been disappointing to to postpone the game I don't know, I've never seen that happen but I don't know how, how it would work I'm assuming it would just be replayed uh, it would have been okay if, if we were getting hammered but I think we were dominating and it would have been a shame to call it off yeah definitely um, obviously you, you kind of you want to take the player's word for it obviously if he's not happy playing if he doesn't think it's if he doesn't think it's safe to play then uh, it's you know it's an issue that needs fixed but um obviously they played sort of half an end each uh during that third period. Uh just kinda of swapping halfway through but um I think the delay overall was I think it was about fifty minutes, so I think it was like was it obviously uh, obviously like the, the twenty minutes uh between periods and then like you say, I think it was like a, another half an hour on top of that. Um, so that's quite a long delay, but um, you know, credit, credit to the players, they stayed uh, motivated and sort of kept themselves uh, <laughs> loose on the ice yeah. and stuff. But uh, they get the PlayStation out, whatever, and played a couple of games. <laughs> well, they were joining in with the with the Mexican wave yeah. and as well. So. Yeah. Um, well, but I was going to ask, is, is it Craig? Craig Munson, is it Munson or Munson? I thought it was Munson. Right, Patrick. So it's, 
if it's Munson, you can have like Munson burner. <laughs> yeah, true, you could. Who's trying to torch the ice? Used to have a good laugh with them at school. Uh, oh, yeah. But it's funny, there's always two sides to every story because after we've won the interview with Rumpel, he's saying that it was, you know, it was a bit low, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Uh, so you can see both sides, but it was a bit, uh, I think, since. Uh, Munson celebrated their opening goal like like they'd won the game I know he's done that before uh, and I'm sure fans probably like it but uh, it certainly uh, worked against them from, from there on in and in the end you know it, was, it felt like a kind of strange passage of play when that third period started I don't know what you thought but it was as if the players were still really wondering what's going on and the goal was a bit of a sort of scrappy one that Doucette got but uh, they all count and I think that basically killed killed off the game uh, and then Connolly got the fourth again Munson was a bit unlucky he tried to rim the puck round the board and it hit off the ref fell oh, to yeah, pit and yeah. he just played that across to Connolly so he wasn't happy with that but uh, I think yeah, fully deserved, but an enjoyable game, uh, and glad that it that it actually got finished. Yeah, definitely glad it got finished. Um, I was just kind of the same as, as the players. I think it took me about thirty seconds at the start of that period to remember that we were on a power play. But I yeah, guess because course, yeah. we didn't really have the puck uh, in in their zone at all. Yeah, I wasn't but, sure how it was going to affect both teams. It was a massive break. Uh, but you know in the end eventually it kind of got going again Uh, but no so yeah really good win and especially since Nottingham were one of those teams that we're trying to catch Uh, those are the games that we've got to be winning and now you're really kind of confident that we can beat anyone especially at home yeah definitely that's given us the confidence to to do that I think we can take anybody at home uh, Nottingham are no different oh, obviously they're still in front of us but they've now played 8 games more than us which just seems absolutely ridiculous but yeah, it's a bit like this, at this stage of the season as well but obviously they don't have too many more games left but yeah, uh, to try and turn their fortunes around yeah I mean we've just looking at the table there uh, while we're on that topic we've played the fewest games out of anyone so yeah, it's a bit of catching up to do um, but yeah Nottingham 8 games more than us so uh, I'm assuming that, that they're not going to have many more 3 game weekends uh, and they'll maybe have the odd one where they don't they don't play a game but that's the way it's worked out so uh, all in all pretty positive the other teams round about us um, you know, as well as Nottingham, one being Fife, uh, they get three points out of four, so it means that they're now three ahead of us, albeit we've got two in hand, and then a good weekend for Dundee, so they're, they're close behind us, albeit they've played four more games, so it's, it's looking really tight, but uh, certainly positive from our point of view, I think we're playing really good stuff, and uh, I think we'll just hopefully keep picking up the wins and push up. Yeah, no, that's it. And it's it's those games in hand that we need to, 
to uh, take advantage of. Um, as you mentioned, obviously Dundee have had a bit of form now. They've won four four in a row. Uh, Guildford have lost three in a row, but they're still always dangerous to play against. Uh, Manchester took what was it? Uh, Eleven out of the last twelve points or something like that. Yeah, they've been they've been really good. Yeah, they have been. Uh, I watched it. Did you see that game uh, on Free Sports? I did. Yeah. I thought they looked really good. Actually, at points in that game. They uh, did, yeah. Obviously, Guildford sort of came back into it in the third, but um, no, just like, especially during the second period, I thought Manchester sort of controlled the game. Uh, yeah. For, for long, for long periods during that. Yeah, they're going through one of those um, good spells. Obviously, they lost um, against Coventry there at the weekend, uh, the, the last game they played, but. Yeah, starting to look good, and we've kind of struggled against them certainly at home this year. So, uh, hopefully next time we play them, we can we can do a bit better. But yeah, they're they're looking good as our as our Dundee, and then Sheffield as much as they sh- as they as they have struggled uh, two wins against Milton. So, um, yeah, it's look it's looking tight, but as long as we we keep winning, it, it won't really matter. Um, so yeah, the games, the other games that we have been played since we were last on, uh, first one was the free sports game that, that you just mentioned, Manchester beating Guildford three two. Uh, I think that was another good good game for the TV. Um, yeah. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, obviously Manchester going three nil up and uh, kind of almost uh, cruising to that point, but. And then cruising uh, medic. <laughs> I was trying to work in a wee segue into that, but right. Sorry, I spoiled it there. Nah, sorry. Right. I'm just going to say, uh, girlfriend managed to cruise. No, nah, shite. Um, we'll leave it. But no, nah, but they managed to uh, almost come right back into it in the, in the third period with a couple of goals from cruise medic. So, uh, one of them being on a power play, uh, which I think they do. Seem to have quite a good, uh, quite a good power play, Guildford. But yeah, I think one yeah. of the top ones, I believe. Mm-hmm. But just overall, just fell short uh, in the end. Another, I saw a late goal uh, for Reddick's second, but sat less than three minutes to go, and then Manchester just kind of held out from there. But um, no, it was it was a really good game to watch, and uh, definitely a good one to have on the TV. Yeah, did you see that interview with Finnerty after it? No, I didn't see it. Um, it was just quite interesting the way he was, he was talking about the game plan against Guildford and stuff, and how he feels that they don't they don't like to get involved in the in a lot of the physical stuff. So, um, a lot of the their game plan was to kind of get Guildford having to work on work around the walls and. And play physical, which is definitely not their their kind of thing. And I think it worked. They they definitely stifled them. Um, the odd time where the the Dunbar Reddick Waters line gets a chance, you saw that that goal. So, um, but in general, guys like Acred etc. were uh, it just didn't didn't have the kind of night that you'd maybe expect. And I think a lot of that was down to how Manchester played. So. Um, albeit in that small ring, it's harder to contain them in, in a bigger one. But uh, teams are f- 
finding a way to to get past Guildford at the moment there. I struggled to really get the results when on a few occasions they've actually been up by three or four goals, as we've said. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we know how good how good Manchester can be at home, and and they use that they use a small ring to their advantage. Uh, and obviously, games like that, um, if that's what you're saying, then you know Manchester have got the the team there to to be physical uh, and sort of throw their weight about a bit. And yeah, that obviously worked to their advantage. Uh, they did sort of look a bit tired towards the end of the game so um, you know maybe from that point of view they were maybe a wee bit lucky that uh, they didn't throw the game away in the end but they did just enough uh, to see the game out Um, On to Friday was the first of Nottingham's three games up in Scotland Uh, it was a 4-3 defeat in Dundee uh, who were quite short of bodies themselves so Really good win for them. Uh, I think a couple of times they they'd gonna go behind and come back, so they were really quite a tough nut to crack at times. I think the nine two that that we had was a bit. Uh, I was gonna say random, but unusual. Let's just say they they really go through spells of of coming together and putting in good performances. I think this weekend was another one in Nottingham. A lot of change in terms of coaches and stuff, but they just had a tough weekend in general. Uh, Sunday they lost... Sorry, Sunday was their, their only win out of the three, winning a shootout against five, so two points out of six, I think, is probably less than they would have wanted. Yeah, definitely. Um I think I had said that they were going to beat Fife as well, and that would be the only game that they would win. So that's good I'll knowledge. Take, I'll take the win there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely didn't say that. <laughs> ah well, win some, you lose some. Yeah. Um, if you're not, if you're not him, you're losing quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, um, and have played a lot, so <laughs> yeah, uh, a bit unfortunate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, four three on Friday, and then then losing. Only to to win the show on Sunday, I was a bit surprised, as I said, that Fife didn't beat Nottingham, given that it was the third game in three. But uh-huh. Fife are still so inconsistent, uh, and they're probably the most consistent team at being inconsistent. Uh, they've they've been like that, you know. They've they've really struggled to get a good run of wins together. Just when you think uh, they're going to pull away a bit, they did. Did win in Guildford on Saturday night in overtime, which is a good win, uh, and then disappointment on Sunday. So they're just not able to to string those wins together. Yeah, I know it's a bit odd. Obviously, they had a great start to the season. They were, were flying at that point, but um, yeah, had a bit of instability recently and can't really get a run of games together, as you've said. So uh, not really the. Not the point of the season where you want that to be happening. Um, so you know it's it's a difficult time for them, but that's um, a wee shame. I know uh, my heart aches for them. I'm sure they'll find consistency just in time for playing us. <laughs> uh, just in time for the playoffs, eh? Yeah, maybe. Um, Who knows? 
Yeah. I was just actually going to mention, just quickly, yeah. uh, on Nottingham, just as a, a wee end point there, Chrissy Stewart. Um, <laughs> was he playing it? What, the big slash? Just in general. The, well, we could talk about the slash if you want. It was just a, a sort of minor penalty, but um, <laughs> I suppose after after the whistle had gone, but it was more the fact that he's only, get, he's only scored one goal in, in six games, I think. Since he's arrived, looking, seven games now. Looking at him, I can I can tell. I think why he's not playing NHL anymore. I don't think he's Aye. quite as engaged, maybe as you'd expect. Uh, Possibly, n- yeah. Not not lazy, but just not looking, not standing out. He's obviously a big guy, but uh, he's not somebody that I've I've really looked looked twice at. Maybe a couple of. Scoring chances on Saturday, but um, it kind of explains why he's here almost. Uh, mm-hmm. In all honesty, um, yeah, he, he, did, he didn't really stand out. I think that's I think that's it. He's just obviously not playing or wanting to play at the level that he was. Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually realise how big he was, but he was absolutely massive. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's maybe just that thing where he's. He's uh, he's given his all in in the NHL, and uh, you know once once that so comes to an end, it's difficult to to get motivated to continue playing. So I don't know if it's maybe something to do with that. Or, yeah, I can believe that in a way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit strange. You can uh, expect that guys like that would just come in and set the league on fire, but um, no, just I think it's, so it's the one goal and one assist in, in seven games. Uh, which isn't awful, obviously, but he's, you know, considering he was like a point, a point every other game in the NHL, it's it's quite a quite a way to come. Yeah, I mean, I th- I would probably expect him to to see out the season, but uh, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy to hang around. So, um, but I may be wrong. They might bring somebody else in to replace him. I don't know uh, if it's just not working out, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, just in general, not not wasn't that impressed. Uh, didn't think he was awful. Didn't think he was great. So, um, top two met in a double header in Cardiff. Uh, Cardiff winning against Belfast on both occasions. The first four two, and then the second on Sunday five two. Uh, fairly comprehensive wins, and that's that's them now sitting. I think nine, nine points top, uh, clear at the top, uh, and I, I think Belfast would have hoped to at least split that series, but Cardiff looking massively dominant now, uh, nine wins in a row. Um, obviously, we put them at Challenge Cup, which is a a good one for us, but um, yeah, they're looking, it's looking pretty ominous now. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think we. Played them at the right time. Yeah. In regards to the Challenge Cup, um, if we're playing them now. I don't think we would be able to get anything, uh, especially down there. But uh, no, I mean two top two going together. Yeah, you, you cannot. Belfast would probably be looking to take maximum points there, and in reality, if they were going to uh, so push on and, and win the league, but uh, I think Cardiff have. I've settled any 
any questions that anybody's been asked of them. Yeah, you even look at their record um, in the table there. Only five losses, regulation, uh, four overtime losses. So that's four four more points that you're picking up. Um, yeah. Over over some other teams, um, and that makes a big difference. But I mean, they've got I think the top power play, top penalty kill, etc. So uh, and some really on form guys. Um, I think it, we'd said it was one of those things that we expect them to come through the blip that they had, uh, but just maybe not as impressively as they have. Yeah, um, I think I'd said as well that um, I was going to split that series where we were sort of predicting them, but then I remembered that I have to pick Cardiff every game. So yeah, that was but obviously I made I that made, was an error. I made that decision at the time though, so I mean. I can't really go back on it after obviously they've taken four points, but I should. I just need to kind of remember that from now on. Yeah, I don't make that mistake again. Um, there was another uh, back-to-back with Coventry and Manchester. Uh, this one was split. Quite an emphatic 6-2 win in Coventry for Manchester on Saturday and then Coventry getting getting the revenge with a, an overtime victory in... Manchester on Sunday and I think for me I was I'm more surprised at the order of those results eh, than anything else. You know, I, I'd have expected home wins. Um but I mean Coventry will be fairly pleased with that. It keeps them kind of in touch. Eh, and ends Manchester's run I guess. Eh, but certainly Manchester have been been in good form as we've said. Coventry slipping a bit, but still, still certainly in with a shout. Having played a couple of games less than Sheffield. Yeah, I think they um, they dug deep um, in the Sunday game to to get two points out of it. Um, so looking at the game sheet from from the Saturday night again, there was a lot of penalties involved there. Um, David Clements and Riley Stadel uh, having a, a wee fight. Halfway through the first, uh, first period, a couple of rough calls later on in the game and stuff. Um, London Springer as well, just the sort of usual guys that you'd see on there. But, yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean like, overall it was, I mean, fairly comfortable for for Manchester in the end. Um, obviously that that third period getting those three goals, uh, you know, that's a, a huge. A huge win for them uh, in Coventry, uh, despite Coventry outshooting them forty to twenty-five. So yeah, it's quite a lot. Yeah, um, especially with it. Well, they've got down here in Manchester had five shots in, the, in that third period. So if you're scoring three goals from that, then that's that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, it's not good news for for Matt Hackett again. Is. You know, conceding six goals from twenty-five uh, shots isn't—it's not—it's not great. Um, so he's maybe still finding his feet there. Yeah, and the the two the two results themselves. If you actually having a look at the the table, um, there's only three points between ourselves and Coventry, and in tenth, uh, they've played one game more, but. Those teams are just going to change positions constantly, I think. 
uh, yeah. you know, Fife included probably up till up till the playoffs. So um, all to play for there, but uh, a split series, yeah. Um, we also had uh, Dundee with their second win of the weekend. Uh, an overtime victory against Guildford, having been 1-0 down, they won that 2-1 in the end. That's a, quite a good character win for them. Yeah, it is. Uh, again, it's a bit surprised that, that Guildford only, managed, only scored one uh, in that game. I just don't think they've been firing all cylinders recently. Um, so I'm not too sure what's going on there, but Obviously, John Dunbar and Cruz Reddick on the on the point sheet there, so uh, keeping that keeping that good rhythm going. But uh, that's just a, a credit to Dundee though, and how well they how well they've been playing recently, um, to be able to stop them because obviously we've found it difficult against Guildford, um, home and away. So it's uh, <laughs> just sad, just naming just naming soaps now. <laughs> oh man, Dummy, exactly. Oh man, Dummy. I believe uh, Dundee only had eight forwards as well for that game. So it's a good effort. Uh, unfortunate with injuries. But yeah, good effort. I don't, I don't think um, Guildford will be too happy with their results at the moment, but I'm sure that's that's going to change at some point. That... that um, forward line will just click yeah. into gear I would expect um, on Sunday yeah maybe Sunday, <laughs> somebody's going to get a, a hammering I think at one point but we'll see uh, I think Dundee as well just to quickly finish off um, there they've been really good uh, discipline wise as well I think they've the fewest penalty minutes in the league uh, by by a, a fair distance I think Um so you know that's good. Obviously, Pasha's one, one the guys all all the guys out on the ice and um, find it difficult on the penalty kill. So uh, to be able to, you know, have have all your guys out there, it definitely helps um, with that as well. And obviously, picking up, starting to pick up results now. So uh, that's good to see. Obviously, I think we'd probably say they've got the the lowest budget in the league. Um, so you know, it's good to see that um, that Pasha's getting getting the best out of these guys and, and getting the wins as well. Yeah, yeah, I think um, Pasha was quite a kind of niggly guy when he played. So in a way, I'm surprised that they're not a bit a bit more of a a penalty taking team. But uh, no, it is, and even if you do have a good penalty kill, it's one of those things you don't want to be spending. A lot of time short-handed, so yeah, they're playing well. Um, except obviously at Brayhead Arena. Uh, <laughs> just finally, then Sheffield and Milton back to back. Sheffield a, a four-one win, away win on Saturday, and then a close two-one at home on Sunday. Uh, it leaves Milton really kind of quite far adrift at the bottom. Um, but Sheffield, I think, really needed to win both those games. Yeah, I think so. Um, again, so looking at the score sheet, there's one each after the 
um, after the second period on the Saturday night. Uh, so I mean a massive third period from from Sheffield. It's got here that they had twenty three shots in the third period. That's unbelievable. That is, I mean, that's insane. That's how many Melton had in the full game, pretty much. <laughs> They've got a, a new a new guy in, I think, who maybe got a goal on Saturday. Uh, is that right? Tom Tomson, uh, what's his name? Zanowski. Yeah. Tom Tom yeah. Zanowski. I think they maybe got him from Zagreb. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, so yeah, he, he getting a point, getting himself a point there. Um, yeah, I mean that that's a huge amount of shots in the third period. I'm not surprised they they got a few there. Uh, but I mean Milton will be feeling a, a bit aggrieved potentially to come out of that with nothing having been so good and had their chances in the first couple of periods. Yeah. Um... Again, no, I think maybe uh, discipline maybe took its toll in the end. I think uh, Tim Wallace took, took a hooking penalty move with sort of four, four minutes to go-ish. And then uh, Sheffield scored, scored a couple of goals after that. Um, there was also a, an abuse official penalty in there as well. So, um, you know, not, not a good end to the game for, for Milton, but... Uh, Definitely ran them close, and uh, and in the Sunday game as well. Obviously, that's a narrow two-one yeah. defeat, but that's the kind of difference. So they need to be, they need to be picking up wins if they're going to, uh, you know, sort of keep up with the rest of the pack. Yeah, I, I think it's it's looking unlikely now, to be honest. But um, you know, f- fourteen points off the playoffs, but I was going to say relegation zone there, uh, <laughs> but. Um, fourteen off off Manchester in the playoffs and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's looking pretty tricky. Obviously, unfortunate circumstances and injuries and things, but I just don't think they've they've quite been um, good enough to be honest. Albeit got a couple of good players like we have we have touched on, but just not not quite up to the level. I don't think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we've probably got um, one or two uh, decent lines, and then after that, it's uh, pretty thin. So um, it's a shame they do. Obviously, the players they do have are are good. Um, obviously, sort of former Sheffield guys, uh, and there as well is some newer guys that are that are putting up points as well. So. It's a bit, a bit disappointing for them, but um, that's just the way the league is this season. It's just, it's really competitive, and uh, if you if you don't show up, then you can be beaten on, a, on any night. I think um, losing Neely was quite big for them. Um, I'm not sure he's really played for Sheffield. I think he might be injured still, um, but he he put up a lot of points for Milton, so. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing at how I just naturally say Milton now. <laughs> uh, it's it'll be the the ode to John Tripp forever, I think. Uh, ah, it needs to stay. But no, I th- I think he was a big a big loss to them. Um, and and albeit they've got like Patrick Colleen as one of the the top goalies, he's just he's facing too many shots, uh, and they're just conceding too many goals, so. Um, I think it'll be a step too far for them to 
to get in the playoff spot, but they might spoil it for some other teams. I think that's probably the the thought. Yeah, I mean they could do so. Um, they're obviously not. They're not the side Edinburgh Capitals of of last season, but um, I guess teams would just say uh, expect to turn up and get two points most nights. Um, they're obviously not that. They're obviously a lot more competitive, uh, you know, and, and they have shown it, and, and they've been uh, they've been teams. I mean, obviously, I need to look back at the the live podcast that we did to know what a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a disaster a game uh, that teams can have down there, and uh, you know they're, they're still not completely out of it. But yeah, it is going to be it's going to be difficult at this at this stage though to to claw that back. Talking about disastrous games, um, Clan have uh, three fixtures coming up this week. Uh, the first of which is indeed a repeat of that that disaster. Thursday we're playing Milton down down there. Uh, a potential a potential tricky one. Um, I reckon uh, though we've got to be beating <laughs> beating Milton because uh, if not that'll be a big two points that could make a difference. Uh, down the line, you know, um, there'll be a big difference between places when it comes to playoff season. So uh, everyone's vital, and you want to just keep keep momentum going. So a must win for us, I think. Given how we've been playing now, we will win that. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I think you know the uh, the last game that we had down there was a was a nightmare and. And one that everybody wants to forget. So I think, um, but you know, the players know that, and Pete Russell knows that as well. And I think we'll, I think we'll go down this time and get the win. Yeah, there were all sorts of things in that game. Uh, yeah, I think the main main one was the discipline issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were bans and things came out of that. It was just, it, it was just the, wasn't a good it deal. was the Gratton, the Gratton era, and we seem to have. I've yeah. moved on from that, so uh, I think we'll win that one. Saturday we're away to Sheffield, um, and potentially seasons gone by, you would or I would view that as a as a trickier fixture than maybe I do now. Uh, again, I like to think we can cause them a lot of problems, um, given they're maybe not quite full strength in terms of. Roster as well. I don't know where we'll be with Wilson and Hansen, but uh, again, I think I think we can take the points there. Yeah, um, I mean, I just uh, agree with everything you've said there. I think is it will be key though to have to have uh, everybody back in the lineup. Uh, you know, if, especially if we've got three games in four days. So that's that's a lot to ask for. Uh, for the guys, um, so hopefully we've got we've got Wilson and, and Hansen uh, back in. Obviously, Howlett I think will be back in at that point. Yeah. So, um, just a question mark over the other two. But I agree with you. I think we can go there. Um, just the way Sheffield have been playing uh, 
recently and not not hit top form yet, so um, probably a good time to play them. I think we can go there and, and get the win. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd be a bit unlucky, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some update about Hansen missing a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, just given that he didn't, you know, he didn't come back out. It was maybe a bit yeah. more than just a an impact thing. Uh, depending where, assuming it was was on his wrist or hand, so it might be without him. Not sure about Wilson. He's maybe a bit closer. Um, so yeah, I think uh, definitely, definitely want to push for the two there, and finally we're at home on Sunday. Uh, to the, f- the last of the three games against Guildford, uh, who did beat us last time at home. Um, but albeit there's two two teams who are in different ends of the form table. Um, I think it, it just depends what, what Guildford we see. Uh, definitely got the potential to, to beat us, but I like to think we can get revenge for last time. At six points out of those three would be tremendous. <laughs> yeah, well it would be. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna pick us to win that as well, I think. Um I think we can do it. I think you know, if we're gonna um have a, a real chance in the playoffs I think uh this is this will be a, a good test to see where the team actually is. Um so you know that they can play well but it's just being able to uh, being able to hold a lead, um, you know, if there's any sort of recurring issues with that that's that's happened uh, in the past, but um, no, we're going to be positive though. So six yeah. points. Yeah, and obviously the higher up we finish, the the less likely we are to get Cardiff or Belfast. So um, that's always a bonus. Uh, we'll, we'll just rattle through then a, a quick prediction for the other upcoming games. It's quite a few. Yep. Um, Sheffield Cardiff on Wednesday. Cardiff. <laughs> Obviously, but I yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they'll just they're just a bit too good at the moment. I don't think Sheffield are, are at the level they've been. Um, first of the Challenge Cup semi finals. Uh, is also on Wednesday, and it's. Guildford against Nottingham. That's a difficult one to call. Um, obviously, both teams not not performing well uh, recently. Um, I could go either way that one. I'll take Guildford to set, just edge it, um, okay. but it'll be a close a close return leg. Yeah, I would like Guildford to 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 win that one. Um, I think that I think they've got the got the team to do it, um, but it depends depends how Nottingham play against them. I'll go Guildford there as well. An um, eight, eight pm face off for that one as well. That's quite late. Champions League, yeah, Champions League or Europa League. Um, Friday, Belfast Fife, tasty Giants. one, but home win for me. Yeah, I think after having lost the two. Two to Cardiff. I'll be surprised if they don't win that one. Um, I think it'll be a busy night for Owen there. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Guildford Coventry. This is the first of the Saturday games. 
I'll stick my neck out. Right. I'll weigh one. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was kind of thinking maybe Coventry, but it'll be a tight game, could go to overtime, but I'll go Coventry. Belfast Fife again. Giants. Yeah, so four points there. Oh. Yep. They need to. They do need to, yeah. Fife are going to win one of those two games. <laughs> but yeah. I think, yeah, I do think Belfast will win at least one of them after being beaten quite quite um, well by Cardiff. I think there'll be a reaction. So I'd expect that to be the Friday. So I'm going to go Fife to sneak a wee, a wee victory on Saturday. Uh, Dundee Manchester. Another big game in terms of position. <laughs> I know, these, these games are getting more difficult to call every week now. Uh, obviously, both of these teams are on a bit of a hot streak at the moment. So um, Let's go with... Let's go with Manchester now. Yep, same. Uh, Nottingham, Cardiff. Cardiff. Yep. <laughs> Agree. Uh, Coventry, Dundee. On the Sunday, we reverse... Eh, no, it's not. It's not a reverse at all. It's just talking shit. Coventry <laughs> Dundee. Eh, let's go stars now. Mm, Coventry. Eh, Milton Belfast. <laughs> oh, Milton. Giants. Yep. Yeah. Um, Manchester Sheffield. Steelers. Oh, no way. Huge upset. Right, Steelers. Okay. Storm for me, and finally Flyers against. Devils on Sunday night. Devils. Yeah, just. 100%. Last time I backed Fife, I, I, I thought, oh, they're quite strong at home, but I've told you that they're going to win one of the Belfast games, so they're not going to beat, beat Cardiff. Yeah. can put your house on it. Yeah. Nah, good. So we're pretty similar with the predictions there, but we'll see. Let's go for six for Clan, and then we'll be we'll call the next episode... Uh, episode six some some pun on six that I can't think of <laughs> six, sexy hockey something like that you know <laughs> keep your ears oh. peeled folks aye um, yeah so I will take a, a small diversion now to uh, talk briefly about one of your favourite other sporting pastimes or viewing pastimes <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely not playing past it. Well, yeah, unless you played for them. Um, what was it, the Claymores? Remember them? I do remember them. I remember somebody, somebody that played with them. Uh, came to our school, and that was like one of the one of our PE lessons. One day was, uh, like these guys were sure showing us how to throw the ball and stuff. Really? Yeah. Right. I never. Uh, I don't think I ever went to one of the games or anything, but I do remember there was hype for. A wee while about it. Did they just? How how did that work? Did they play in a UK league? Yeah, I think so. As 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 far as I know, I wasn't really into it at that point either. Um, but yeah, obviously they played at Hamden. Uh, I I think it was, I think it was a a sort of UK uh, league thing. But I don't know what the situation was um, regarding players. I don't know if it was just. Uh, guys that come from America or whatever, but yeah. not sure. And they just dis- it seemed to disappear. Um, but I, I wasn't really paying much attention to it, but just 
I remember they, there was nothing really mentioned of it after having been mm. the big hype. So, uh, we'll, we'll save we'll save all that for the for the Claymores uh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the kind of extinct sporting teams. <laughs> um, yeah, so I believe it's um, the floor is yours to talk a bit about the the Super Bowl uh, news. I do. Even though I completely don't follow it, I do know that uh, the teams that are in in the final, I do know one of them, uh, but I won't spoil it for you. So, floors yours, kind of thing. Right, Um, neighbor. Um, So it was conference championship uh, Sunday, the the NFC championship between the New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles uh, Rams. Um, So that was the. The early kickoff, although it was eight o'clock here, right? Um, so already right, starting a bit late, but um, and then so it went to overtime as well. So it was uh, the Rams that that won that one in the end in, in overtime. Uh, quite a close affair. The Saints took took us at early lead, and they looked pretty comfortable um, playing at home as well. And the crowd got right behind them, so that made it a lot more difficult for for the Rams to sort of get into any kind of rhythm, but um, they managed to find it in the in the second half and uh, a couple of a couple of really good field goals uh, from Greg Zerline or as he's known as Greg the Leg, so uh, a fifty seven yard field goal uh, at one point as well. I don't know if you've seen that. There's a video of that going about. So you bet like uh, or people are comparing it to a certain Brazilian fullback that used to hit excellent free kicks. Right. Okay. Um, so it sort of looked as if it was going to go and miss the upright, and then it sort of came back inside uh, just beforehand. So I see. Um, um, was that just kind of? I'm just giving you the naive questions, but was that were the Rams expected to win that game? No, I don't think they were. Uh, I think it was pretty even. It was quite an even uh, game. Both both teams had a really good uh, season, and they've kind of they've maybe sort of tailed off a wee bit um, towards the end of the season. Um, obviously, the, like a couple of guys that were injured and stuff. So like Rams, uh, their sort of main starting running back, Todd Gurley, was he's sort of been injured and. Um, you know that that kind of maybe took a, took a toll on, on their offense and stuff, but uh, no, it was it was probably quite an even game. I I picked the Saints to win it because I thought the sort of home field advantage, and I just thought, to be honest, it was more just sort of hope that if the Patriots go through the Super Bowl, then I felt like the Saints would have a better chance of beating them right. than the Rams. But we'll see. Um, obviously that was a wee, a wee spoiler yeah a wee spoiler there, yeah. for the AFC Championship game um, which also went to overtime um, between uh, Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots um, and the, the Patriots were the were the ones that came out with the, the victory in, in overtime um, so it finished 31-0 uh, and then the regulation and then See, this is the bit that I don't, doesn't really add up for me. So they do like a sort of coin toss and then 
uh, whoever wins that can choose to have first possession or, or point away. And obviously, Patriots won it, so they took the ball and basically just marched in the field and right. and scored. And basically, it's, when it gets to overtime, it's over. Um, so like the first drive is if you get if you score a touchdown, then that's it. The game's over. Right. Um, but if you so lose possession, then it could go. It could go to a field goal. Um, at that point, so either team could win ah, it. I see. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was the Patriots that that did it in the end. Uh, another sort of close affair. I didn't. I watched the first half of that game, but um, the Patriots were fourteen 0 up at half time, so I didn't really. I don't even want to stay up and, and watch uh, anymore. Um, in a way, I'm glad I went to bed because if it went to overtime. And then they won anyway. Yeah, and then they won anyway, then, you know, it would have been a, a bit of a disaster. But um, I suppose you need to, um, you know, you, you need to give, give credit to, to the Patriots and their, their coaching staff, and obviously Tom Brady, who's. Uh, just never seems to age, it seems. So when is the Super Bowl then? So the Super Bowl's in, in two weeks' time, so I think okay. it's the Sunday the 3rd of February. Right. And where is it this year? It's in Atlanta. So it's in Mercedes-Benz Arena. All right. Um, um, it looks, it's quite new. It's quite a new uh, stadium. It looks pretty swish. So the Patriots so, winning it? <laughs> I really, I really hope not. But I, I just, to be honest, I can't see past them. How many? Um, they've won the last few, have they not? Well, the Eagles won last uh, last year's Super Bowl, but the Patriots were also in the Super Bowl. Um, they've been so in terms of conference championship games. I think that was uh, Tom Brady's thirteenth. Right. Um. Since he came into the league in the early two thousands, um, so I mean that's thirteen seasons out of about probably sixteen or seventeen, they've managed to get to the, the sort of conference uh, championship, which is just incredible. And then obviously, uh, they've managed to get to about 10, 10 Super Bowls or whatever it is. How many has Brady won? Uh, so he's won he's won five. So right. Um, Obviously, this is, this is the chance now to start putting rings on his other hand. And what is he about sixty three or something? <laughs> He's forty one now, right. but. And what um, is that? One of the oldest. Uh, there's. Or are there? Is there's been other guys. The other guys have played. Average age. Not, uh, there's like other guys have have played, but they've not really played to the same. Sort of high standard. Um, Peyton Manning won. Won the Super Bowl a few years ago with the with the Broncos, and, uh, but you know, just even then though, I, thought, I don't think that was that was Peyton Manning that, that won that Super Bowl. I feel like it was it was the Broncos defense. They were um, they were just so good, and uh, that kind of helps as well. But but um, Brady's still you know he's still been able to to find guys that are open downfield, and they've got a good. A uh, few running backs that they can swap in and out, and um, he's just he's been really 
well protected by the offensive line as well. So yeah. it's going to be it's going to be difficult, but um, I'm I'm really hoping that the Rams can do it. But I just think Brady's he's a bit of quarterback of the two as well. Um, so I don't know. I can't really see past the Patriots. How long is he going to be be playing for? Years. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> And we were kind of talking about it at the quiz last week, but um, we reckon that it's a, Tom Brady was wearing a kind of snood thing last night because the temperatures were really cold. So we think maybe that he's sat getting Voldemort on the back his the back right. of his head or something, like that, or just some some equivalent that's uh, just going to be excellent at football for for eternity. Just well, doesn't seem to be an end in sight. Yeah. Well. Fair play to the guy. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's it's an incredible achievement and stuff, but it's just really annoying if you're, um, you know, a, a, a fan of other teams, but also just uh, in general, you want to see different teams get there. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um. So now, nah, well, I, I obviously don't really know anything about it, so I will hope that the Rams do win that one. Uh, That's it. The old underdog story. Um, talking about underdog stories, see what I did there. Oh. Um, leads us on nicely to the weekend um, of real football, uh, and we had a couple of um, fairly eyebrow-raising results, but none more so than a uh, Auchin Lech beaten air in the cup uh, 1-0 tremendous result for them especially given how good air have been recently albeit they were without Shankland to start but uh, a cracking wee result for the juniors yeah it was uh, I've seen it on, on sports scene and stuff and obviously they'd, they'd scored beforehand and it was uh, it was chalked off as well so um, pleasing for them Obviously, to be able to 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 get the goal and then and then keep keep the lead with with ten minutes to go or whatever. Um, and obviously, McCall started bringing Shankland and uh, basically just uh, any striker that was available onto the pitch at that point and kind of hope for the best. But um, no, they did well and obviously they reaped the the rewards for the uh, for the next round tie. Yeah, definitely. Um... The other real massive shock, I think, was that uh, Partick Thistle managed to pick up a win. Uh, they managed to score four goals. They managed to score four, yeah, but I mean, a win at all, uh, beating Stranraer, so um, finally managed to, to see something positive. Um, I believe the last real positive was, was the last time I was there. Uh, so. <laughs> Did you go again? Is that why they won? <laughs> no, I wasn't there, believe it or not. Um, but uh, no, finally I went for them. Um, but I think perhaps they might have traded that for, for a win in the championship, but maybe not. Maybe, they, maybe they'll be going to, to reach the Scottish Cup final, uh, but be relegated again. Um, that'd, be, that'd be worth asking. That'd be worth asking a, a certain party Thistle fan. You know, I'll save that one for for another time but a wee trade off question can't beat one of them see what he says um, but the 
the big boys, um, obviously there was the, the funny incident with the Cowden Beef Rangers game getting called, <laughs> called off, but then they used, did you see, the, they used a car to, to try and defrost the pitch. <laughs> no, I didn't actually see that. Did you not? No, they, they had a, a wee Honda Jeep that they, they drove over the area to try and, I think they were trying to use the exhaust fumes to, to soften up. There was a particular corner of, of, uh, of frost. I think that was the main issue. But uh, that one obviously going to a replay, so we'll have to wait a bit longer for the, the debut of Defoe, etc. Um, but elsewhere, Celtic were comfortable over Airdrie. Um, Hibs as well, comfortable win, Kilmarnock, etc. So I don't think any real shocks in terms of the big guys going out. Obviously, Stenhouse Muir, brilliant result, getting a, a draw at Pataudry, though. Yeah, that's a, it's a huge, uh, a huge uh, result there. But, you know, I just fully expect Aberdeen to help that game in the, in the replay uh, and go through. Um, for that one, but can't take anything away from Stenhouse Muir. I mean, that's a that's a great result too, especially Petardry as well. Yeah, I mean, I, there's obviously Ross County winning at Motherwell is um, a, a big result for them, but maybe not as much of a, a massive shock in terms of some of the other ones. Uh, but um, nah, I mean St Johnston as well beating Hamilton in the. The old Premiership clash, uh, but no. What did you What did you make of uh, the Celtic game? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I've only I've only really seen the highlights. So I can't really comment too much on it. But um, Sinclair obviously missed a a golden opportunity again, and uh, a sort of back post effort missed a penalty as well. So. Um, just thinking it was going to be the same, the same again from uh, from Sinclair, but obviously got got a couple of goals uh, in there as well. So hopefully he's given him a bit of confidence. Um, and then the new guy, Reed Timo, yeah, uh, came on and, and got his goal, took it well, uh, a nice wee through ball, and then sort of runs on to it, pokes it past. Uh, Davy Hutton, who was in goal. Yeah, not the, the quick sale guy. No, not the quick sale guy, but he was uh, celebrating a lot with that penalty save. Um, yeah, wasn't celebrating it. And then no, that's exactly true. Um, I, I saw I'd commented on on the pitch. I hear Brendan Rogers has said that the pitch has got a disease. Uh, <laughs> that they're sorting out, but it did. It did look. It did look a bit. A bit dodgy. Obviously, they recently had that replaced. Um, I'm sure it'll be sorted, but uh, they'll need it for for playing that that slick football. <laughs> well, exactly. So um, it's you know, it's, pitches cost what about one and a half million uh, pounds or something like that. So you know, if if there's something wrong with it, and they're going to have to um, they're going to have to lift it or whatever. Then that's Obviously not good news, but um, no. Mean, I mean, we'll kind of we'll see what happens with that. It's, I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one, but 
they maybe don't want it sorted for when they come to play Valencia. Um, maybe. Maybe you want to you want to have it a, a bit diseased. Um, but no, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it mainly comfortable for for those guys, and um, that leads on to a full fixture card in the Premiership on Wednesday. Um, Celtic are at home to to St Mirren. I, I'd expect nothing less than a a four or five goal demolition. Um, don't know about that, but I think Celtic will win. We'll just say that. Okay. Um, I suppose maybe not as comfortable as Man City are going into their second <laughs> leg with Burton nine uh, 0 up. Um, True. I think that one will maybe just finish double figures on aggregate, but uh, remains to be seen. Um, Hamilton, Aberdeen. Aberdeen, just got to be. Yeah. Uh, um, Hearts at home to Dundee. Hearts all day of the week. <laughs> Definite Dundee win. Nah, Hearts. Come <laughs> uh, on, Rangers. That's probably. Rangers. One of the closest ones to call. I think. Mm, I wouldn't be so sure, but obviously the the loss of Stuart. Um, I think did he go to Aberdeen? Is that right? Yeah. Which is a bit disappointing from Kilmarnock's point of view. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Given he didn't go back there. Um, yeah, I mean Rangers maybe, but I wouldn't be so sure. I'm going to go draw. Uh, <laughs> Again, that, that that would be good, but yeah, I, mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Motherwell, Hibs. Hibs. Yes, and see, I confidently saying yes, like I know what's happening there. Uh, and St Johnston, Levy. Uh, score draw. Home win. Yep. Just yeah, just yeah, I can see that. Um, we had um, just before we, we round off the small piece of inspiration from the, the long wait at the clan game to to talk about uh, sporting matches or incidents that that took a long time um, I'm sure we've probably come up with the same ones but uh, one of the most famous ones of recent times was the John Isner against Nicholas Mahu game oh, yeah. match at Wimbledon, uh, which went to seventy sixty eight in the <laughs> in the fifth. Eleven hours of play, uh, and I think they've now scrapped. Not as a result of that, but for next year they've scrapped the. They've introduced a tiebreak in the fifth set, which is probably sensible to be honest. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, imagine sitting at that clan game for eleven hours waiting for it, <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting for the ice to freeze. Sitting there at three o'clock in the morning. It's like sli- the watching, are still going like that. Instead of watching paint dry, it's like watching ice freeze, <laughs> water freeze, even ice freeze. Sat all about. <laughs> Would you put in your toaster, mate? Toast, aye. <laughs> uh, but we also had a. Uh, an epic chess match in 1984. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, 
before my time. Gary Kasparov, famous, obviously. Um, yep. I believe for for playing against the the computerized chess player, uh, Deep Blue or whatever it was called. Um, anyway, he played against a guy called Somebody Karpov. Uh, in 1984, the match took five months and included four, <laughs> 40 draws. Um, not something I'd have the patience for. Uh, but, um, no, quite funny. I, I imagine that the people watching that were um, buzzing when they, when they saw that Kasparov won the 1985 rematch. <laughs> that, is a, that is a long game, I have to say. I guess there was. I guess got, it was got to play, so. play the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, got to play the final whistle. Um, I take it they had breaks and stuff, eh? Uh, no, just constant. Just constant. Mate. Guys constant. just just bringing food, um, just doing <laughs> doing the toilet in their seat and all that. Um, have you shower? <laughs> Sunday exactly. stand there, have you? Just give me a wee rinse every so often. Absolutely. Um, did you had you noticed any any funny ones from that point of view? Uh, I mean nothing that length, but um, just kind of going back to the to the NFL. There was a game at the start of the, this season um, between the Titans and the the Dolphins um, that was delayed uh, due to bad weather. So there was like uh, there was two lightning delays. So the game took uh, seven hours and ten minutes in total. Bet you'd have watched every minute. Oh, I'd have been there. <laughs> <laughs> how um, long was the? How long was the? A uh, game, the Rams, or both? Both games actually, they went to overtime. How long does that actually take, start to finish? So the the game, uh, the Rams game started at five past eight, and I think it went on to about half eleven. So, but it normally takes about three and a half hours ish right um, just a sort of standard a standard game um, and then over time it doesn't really take too much longer to be honest once once I've kind of got going and stuff um, now fair enough I mean the, the clan game did take it was almost there for about three hours I think uh, yeah so can't really comment on that but um, yeah I mean it's it's one of those things the the American football I've never really never really been into it but maybe maybe one point I will uh, but who knows um, yeah ho- hopefully no more ice issues coming up in the in the clan games at the weekend hopefully they actually have that fixed I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'll be on that but uh, Saying that, maybe we'll get a, a last-minute winner where the puck bounces off the uneven ice against Guildford on Sunday. Straight past Fulton. Wheeling away, celebration, <laughs> six points. Boom. Done. Just hoping. Dream dream scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a good way to end, I guess, on a, on a positive note. Um, I think the the best thing to do would be to to say again, obviously, happy birthday to two minutes for chatting. Um, Thank to Davis. And of course to Mr. David Stewart, yeah. Fellow NFN nut, NFN, 
NFL na. Ishara NFL adi. Ishara NFL me. DS1992 QPFC me. Remember MSN adi is brilliant. Excellent. Well, maybe save that for. Yeah. Save that for another time as well. Yeah. Well, my MSN addy for right now would be TFTU, which is of course thanks for turning up. <laughs> uh, we'll hopefully, hopefully have some more treats in store for you next time. Uh, but um, for now, cheers, folks, and we'll we'll hear from you. No, we won't. We might. We might hear from you. Hopefully we do. We'd like to hear from We'd you. We'd like to hear from you, yeah, please. Um, please. Even if it's just... <laughs> I beg you. Even if it's just how shite this is, great. You're guaranteed a like or a retweet. Anything. Um, just tweet us anything. Tweet, yeah, tweet us anything. Just um, a le- even a letter. Yeah. Any letter you like. Your favourite letter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be in- we'll be absolutely inundated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and if you feel the need to to send it via post or email, then then yeah, feel free. But uh, for now, thanks for turning up, and we'll speak to you next time. See you next week. That's lovely. Thanks for turning up, folks. Happy birthday, Taz. We'll see you. And next time.